this word innovation has sort of become this this buzzword that people are just throwing around and I worry that it may be losing its authenticity. And on the complete opposite side of the coin, people don't really understand what innovation is. So I've found in dealing and engaging with businesses, there are so many out there who are innovating, but they're not using the terminology to call themselves innovators. They're radical or semi-radical innovators, or they're doing something new, or it's in a slight process. So um, this space of innovation is really cool. It's sometimes misunderstood. And to shed a bit of light on that for us, we have the CEO of the Innovation Hub, Mr. McLean Sibanda. Uh, good evening, everyone, and uh, thanks for, uh, for having me as your speaker this evening. Um, so, earlier on, some people were talking about the Innovation Hub. Let me perhaps start off there and just give you an overview of the Innovation Hub. And what I'm going to do thereafter is just give you an overview of, uh, of myself and then quickly go into the main part of uh, the talk this evening. I'd like to focus the talk this evening on what is innovation and why is innovation important for your business. Uh, and why is innovation important for our country uh, and, and the rest of the continent. So the Innovation Hub, which is the institution that I come from, uh, is a science and technology park based uh, in Pretoria, established in 2005 in its current location, uh, to be able to foster socioeconomic development uh, in, in Houteng. So in simple terms, what it is, in essence, is an incubator. Uh, we work with entrepreneurs, uh, in ICT, in green economy, in biosciences. We also work with entrepreneurs that are doing mobile applications development. We've, we've got an academy now that we started called Code Tribe, which is to help entrepreneurs to develop software. Uh, we also have uh, skills development programs where we work with industry to be able to provide ICT skills for industry. We've now started to work with industry to look at green economy skills in terms of retrofitting, maintenance uh, of solar panels and all sorts. Uh, we also work with industry uh, to get innovation into industry. So in that particular regard, we, we go to industry and also government and say, what are, what are the problems that you're facing? And then we go out into the market and source solutions and then help to implement those particular solutions in government to improve service delivery in business to improve competitiveness uh, of business. And then the, perhaps the, the one area that we're well known for is also providing spaces for entrepreneurs. Uh, so we've got a number of spaces that entrepreneurs can be able to come and work from. So in terms of our incubation program, if you're an entrepreneur in our incubation program, you've got access to a mentor at our own cost. You've got access to bandwidth. You don't pay bandwidth. Uh, but we do monitor your progress. If you're not ma making progress, we kick you out. And so what we've then now started to do is then take innovation to the people. So we're opening up a satellite in Harankua in November uh, that we're calling Ekasi Labs. And we are quite advanced uh, stages of opening up something else uh, in Soweto. So that, uh, and later on we can chat about uh, you know, the innovation hub and uh, there's some pamphlets as well that I've brought in terms of some of the competitions that uh, we, we run with partners. The one that we're looking at now is the Innovation Prize Africa where you can win up to one million uh, rand uh, of prize money and also a lot of exposure. The, the winner for the last one that was held in Abuja in May is based at the Innovation Hub. So uh, I think, you know, take the pamphlets afterwards 
who knows, you might be the, you know, the next one that wins one million rand. So my background is I'm an engineer, but I'm, I'm also an attorney, a patent attorney. Uh, I started off as an engineer with the beers and then got bored, uh, went uh, into, uh, into law, worked with Adams and Adams, uh, got bored, and then I went into public sector, uh, was looking for a challenge, and that's when I started to work with entrepreneurs. Uh, and so in starting off at, at the in public sector, I worked for the Innovation Fund, which is quite a nice uh, institution, uh, working with entrepreneurs, providing funding for the entrepreneurs, uh, and working really at the cups of, uh, of innovation. And at some point, it then merged with another agent, agency. Uh, we heard earlier about technology innovation agencies, so I worked for that. And then up until uh, I joined the Innovation Hub about three years, uh, three years ago. Entrepreneurship is, I think, a difficult space, but also it's a rewarding space. And uh, over the years, what we've also found is that everybody, as you heard earlier, is talking about innovation. I think innovation has become a buzzword. Even politicians now say they're innovative. <laughs> so if you, and, and we hear this when people are selling their product, they say the product is innovative. But I think the, the, the real thing is that quite often when you talk about innovation, we heard the entrepreneur earlier, he's got a highly technologi technological you know, innovation. But innovation does not have to be that technological. It does not have to be radical. And so perhaps the definition of innovation that you can take away this evening is that innovation is doing something differently. Is doing, is solving perhaps a problem that exists with a different solution. It's perhaps uh, doing things much more efficiently. And it doesn't have to be highly technological. Uh, and I'll, I'll be able to illustrate perhaps with one or two smaller examples uh, as I go on in the next uh, uh, 15 minutes. And so when you look into, in terms of your own business, the question is, why is innovation important? And earlier we heard the pitches of, of the people that were pitching and quite important I think for those businesses to stay ahead of the competition is that you've got to be doing something differently from the competition. And the question is, what is going to differentiate you from the competition. And what we've seen over the years is that many businesses have started off with one idea and they become a one product company. Now the one product companies at times work, and I think Apple is an example of what typically was a one product company, but it started to reinvent itself. If you don't reinvent yourself as a one product company, somebody is gonna have you for lunch. And so in essence, what you've got to be doing is you've got a product, you've got to get it into the market. And once you get it into the market, as you start to generate the revenues, what you've got to be asking is, how do I stay ahead of the competition? Because at some point, somebody, somebody is going to do it better than you. And so therefore, we also talk about a portfolio of products. You've got to be looking then at a portfolio of products. And if one looks at, I think BlackBerry is a company that was perhaps ahead at some point, but they, they lagged. And similarly, Nokia at some point was ahead. Nokia had the most sophisticated devices, but they, did, they were not innovative in terms of understanding that for them to stay ahead of the game, perhaps they needed to have a different approach in terms of software. And so the question really for any entrepreneur, when you innovate, is what is, and I think you've got to start it, you've got to simplify it and say, what is the problem that I'm addressing? And 
how big is this problem? And if I were to come up with a solution that then solves this particular problem, will the market take it up? And is the what is the pain that the market is going to have in terms of implementing my solution in order to address the problem? And, and one of the things that we've seen is great innovations, but they never get to the market. I mean, an example, uh, in 2003, we funded, uh, as, as a public sector innovation fund, a, a, a smart gun. And this gun, you could basically shoot it, and you could take a picture of the scene, you could take your fingerprints, you take the time, and everything. At that particular point in time, the theme then was crime prevention. It never got to the market, the police will not touch it. And part of the challenge was not really that, because when they came to us, the idea was a gun that would take the picture of what was happening. And then later on, they kept on putting in the additional things. So that becomes a challenge at times when you're working with engineers, because engineers want to always be improving. And they don't want to get to the market. And by the time you're getting to the market, the need has changed and the market has also moved. And so you've got to also understand the value chain in terms of the market. So once you've identified the problem, then you need to start to say, what is that solution? How does the value chain look like? Because you can come up with the product. The question is, how are you going to make money? And that is a critical question, I think, to all the entrepreneurs that were pitching, up, pitching earlier this evening, is how are you going to make money? Who is going to pay you? So look at an example. If, you, if your product is dog food, you come up with innovative dog food, which has got all the nutrients and what have you, the question is, how are you going to make the dog owner buy the dog food? The dog might like it, so you give it to the dog, the dog buys it, I mean, eats it. But now how are you going to make the owner buy the dog food? So you've got to understand your market very well and understand how you're going to make the money. That is a critical thing. Ideas are great, but if you're not making money, it doesn't help you, it doesn't help anybody, you're passing time. So let me illustrate a product. Some of you might have seen this. I think uh, you know, ladies quite often, they go out, they have a heavy night, and the following day, you see them putting cucumbers or whatever it is on their eyes. So this lady, uh, Karen, Karen, came up with an idea it's called eye slices. She had this idea because she saw her friends going and putting things on, her, on their eyes. And she, she researched and, and realized that if she came up with a product where the ladies could then be able to put these things, improve, get away the puffiness around under the eyes from not sleeping enough, they're going to buy it. But she did not know how to do it. She herself was not really a scientist, but she knew a material that she believed could work. Having found the material, it was all about then, how do I make sure that the material interacts with the tissue around the eye, but does not cause side effects? She then went to the CSIR in Pretoria, uh, and the CSIR had a particular product which they developed, but the product had never really got into the market, it was for a, a different thing. So then she worked with the CSIR, licensed the, in, the invention from the CSIR, 
And now she sells this particular product. And uh, there was a lady, the first lady that pitched, where is she? Okay. So, so now what she has is now a set of products like this. And what's, what's going to, yeah. And as she started to sell them in South Africa, in terms of her model, she then said, how do I make sure that I get this product out into the market as, as quickly as possible and as widely as possible? And the innovation here was basically getting these into as thin as possible, but also allowing them to work so these can be used multiple times. And next time she comes to the hookup dinner, she will tell you whether it works. Um, and, and then you can store them in the fridge and reuse them, I think, for about a week, uh, more than two weeks. Um, and, the, and, and then she then said, how do I then take it outside, in, outside of the country? She's now teamed up with another set of people where they're manufacturing in, in taking a different a particular approach in terms of innovative around the, the business model itself. Today, you can go to London, you can go to New York, you find ice slices. It's a South African, proudly South African product. She makes it in Midrand, uh, and it's got international distribution uh, all over. So now, in 2007, a, a group of entrepreneurs came to us at the Innovation Fund and said they had an idea. And the idea was quite a simple one. I think for some of us that are old, you've got these uh, you know, boards where you pin things with the pins. And so the guys, the story goes that you know, the pins had fallen and then the engineers were walking around and they stepped on, on the pins. And they started to innovate and say, how do we then come up with a product that then you know, doesn't need pins? Obviously, you can use sticky tape. I can see some of you already thinking about that and, and the seller tape. But then they went further and said, how do you then, then use uh, elect electrostatic, the addition of, uh, you know, of, uh, of electrostatic to, to be able to, to get things to, uh, to work? And so they came up with a product which um, is called Justic. You can find Justic now at the stores. The first particular product looked like that in the picture. And it was a board. And then they connected the board onto the, the plug on the wall. Uh, and by so doing, you're able to generate uh, electrostatic, and then you could put a piece of paper, and it just sticks. But obviously, you know what happened with the electricity. Eskom decided to turn it down. <laughs> so you come back the following day, the papers are on the floor. So there was the innovation, but then the innovation had its own problems. Then they started to then innovate on top of the innovation, and the innovation that then they had was, how about we put in batteries? So then, the next innovation was we put in a battery, and indeed that worked because then you didn't have to have cables. Put in the battery, it works similar, exactly the same. But the problem is that the battery runs out as well. 
So when the battery runs out, the papers fall. And so what did they do? They decided we're going to put in an indicator, and they did that, and the indicator would then start to indicate. But the problem is then when that happens, you then need to take it down and change the battery. So what did they do? They then innovated and then put in a second one. So therefore, when it's running down, it starts to, uh, to tick, 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 and then uh, you can change one battery whilst the other one remains, and then uh, eventually the, you know, the product works. Where they are now, they don't look black. The boards, they've innovated on top of that. The original ones were like this. The new ones, they're white boards. You can write on them, you can stick things, and do illustrations, uh, you know, and, and all, the, all the sorts. So, if one then reflects in terms of other innovations, there is fufu that they make in West Africa. And if you watch the women making the fufu, uh, it's a very labor-intensive you know, process. Uh, and at some point, they sweat that on also mixes with the, you know, the pounding of the, of the, of the yam. Uh, and it could be vitamins, but it's, it could be also hygienic issues. So in, in terms of what we're seeing in the rest of the continent is an innovator came up with a fufu machine uh, and they're able to then uh, you know, put in the yam into this, into this machine uh, and through electricity or battery, uh, you know, pound it you know, nicely and it's innovation. So in essence, innovation, again, I go back to the theme that it does not have to be a high tech, but it has to be something that addresses a need. The need is important. So when you're an entrepreneur and you say that you want to make money, you've got to then be saying, how am I going to be making my money? Don't be shy about money. If you're an entrepreneur, don't be shy about money because you have bills to pay. But also innovate to be able to ensure that society moves forward. And what we're seeing right now is a lot of entrepreneurs playing around in the, in the, in the mobile space. Everybody is, is coming up with a mobile app. And the question is, how are you going to make money? Who is going to pay you, uh, you know, for, for that? There was an entrepreneur that uh, pitched uh, the idea about uh, the, uh, the portal, where is he? The, the portal for incubation, where is he? Okay, so this one is yours. But the question really for, for you is, how are you going to make money? Because if you look, the information that you're pulling together right now is information that perhaps in a year's time is going to be readily available. There are tools already that you know, pull that uh, thing together. So therefore, you've been in business now for a few months, and what you've got to be doing is then saying, how do I take it to the next step? And perhaps your next step is not necessarily that business that you're in. That business may be something else that does not involve the portal. And so the message really is innovation addresses a need. It's got to be a market need. And, and Africa is blessed with, I think, with problems. Right? And in there, that, that's where the money is. So it's, it's the whole thing, of, you know, the key playing around in the, in the manure. And, and he's saying there must be a pony somewhere here. Yeah. 
All right? And that's how you've got to be looking at it. If you're an entrepreneur, spend enough time with the problems. That's how you innovate. You don't innovate by sitting and saying, hmm, what is your coolest idea? The coolest idea may not sell you, you know, some money. Yeah. May not make you money. You've got to be immense yourself in the problems. And, and I think perhaps, you know, just to close off is to also look at where are we as a continent and as a country? As a continent, we are the most youthful population. As a country, about 49.6% of the population is under the age of 25. If you look at urbanization, we're sitting at about 50% plus of urbanization. Most people want to move into the urban areas. What does that mean? For service delivery, for services, what does it mean for population? What does it mean for traffic? What does it mean in terms of water? We've seen what has happened in Johannesburg in the last week. And therefore, that's where, as an entrepreneur, you've got to be thinking. You've got to be looking forward. Because the, the problems of the future, are that, that's where you've got to be innovating. So don't innovate for things that perhaps we're facing now. You've got to be looking and saying, what are the bigger problems that are going to be there and facing us for much longer? If you're in the health space, I would not be innovating for HIV and AIDS and TB. That's done. There's a lot of people that have spent about eight years plus doing that. What I'll be looking at is I'll be saying, what is going to be the problem in 10 years' time? It's lifestyle diseases, diabetes, cancer. And therefore, I would be working in terms of looking for solutions at that particular point in time and saying, okay, maybe I need diagnostics. Why is discovery a profitable medical aid compared to others? Because they focus on, on preventative. And therefore, as an entrepreneur, if the future is going to be lifestyle diseases, how do you then start to innovate in terms of diagnostics Things that are going to be able to tell you that you're going in the wrong direction. So I hope you know th those few minutes and those few thoughts have been useful. And to the entrepreneurs in the room, we applaud you. I think you're doing an incredible job. It's not an easy road that you've chosen, but I think once you've chosen that route to be an entrepreneur, there's huge systems out there. There's people that are willing to assist you. Shout, you find the people, the innovation hub is just but one of the various entities that are out there to be able to assist. And I think you've got a great network like this that you meet you know, regularly, utilize it, and all of the best. Thank you.